Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright, coming to you live from our studios on this first Friday, February 3rd. The Feast of St. Blaise, a good day to get your throat blessed if you are able to get to Mass today. And let's not forget, it's first Friday, so if you go to Mass to get your throat blessed... And you pray in honor, of, uh, in honor of the Sacred Heart and pray in reparation for sins against the Sacred Heart, you have, and, and receive Holy Communion, you have filled your first Friday obligation, too, just by doing all of these things. So what a great day to go to Mass. If that means you have to leave during the program to go to Mass, I wholeheartedly endorse that. But for those of you that are coming out of Mass, we're glad to have you with us this morning. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We pray together our first Friday prayers. Most sweet Jesus, whose overflowing charity for men is requited by so much forgetfulness, negligence, and contempt, behold us prostrate before you, eager to repair by a special act of homage the cruel indifference and injuries to which your loving heart is everywhere subject. Mindful, alas, that we ourselves have had a share in such great indignities which we now deplore from the depths of our hearts, we humbly ask your pardon and declare our readiness to atone by voluntary expiation, not only for our own personal offenses, but also for the sins of those who strain far from the path of salvation, refuse in their obstinate infidelity to follow you, their shepherd and leader, or renouncing the promises of their baptism, have cast off the sweet yoke of your law. We are now resolved to expiate each and every deplorable outrage committed against you. We are now determined to make amends for the manifold offenses against Christian modesty and unbecoming dress and behavior, for all the foul seductions laid to ensnare the feet of the innocent, for the frequent violations of Sundays and holy days and the shocking blasphemies uttered against you and your saints. We wish also to make amends for the insults to which your vicar on earth and your priest are subjected, for the profanation by conscious neglect or terrible acts of sacrilege of every of the very sacrament of your divine love, and lastly, for the public crimes of nations who resist the rights and teaching authority of the church which you have founded. Would that we were able to wash away such abominations with our blood. We now offer in reparation for these violations of your divine honor the satisfaction you once made to your eternal Father on the cross and which you continue to renew daily on our altars. We offer it in union with the acts of atonement of your Virgin Mother and all the saints of the pious faithful of earth. And we sincerely promise to make recompense as far as we can with the help of your grace for all neglect of your great love and for the sins we and others have committed in the past. Henceforth, we will live a life of unswerving faith, of purity of conduct, of perfect observance of the precepts of the gospel, and especially that of charity. We promise to the best of our power to prevent others from offending you and to bring as many as possible to follow you. O loving Jesus, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mother, our model in reparation, deign to receive the voluntary offering we make of this act of expiation, and by the crowning gift of perseverance, keep us faithful unto death in our duty and the allegiance we owe to you, so that we may all one day come to that happy home where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign, God, forever and ever. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of 
the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today on the show, we're going to be talking with Deacon James Keating about prayer. And for our radio listeners, we're also going to be taking a look at uh, the need for a firm purpose of amendment in the confessional. And when we make a good confession, we're also going to continue looking at the liturgy of the word and the gospel. We started that yesterday and we'll have a little inspiration for first Saturday, which is tomorrow, but we've already prayed our first Friday prayers. So again, your, uh, your mission here is to get to Mass today and uh, not only go for First Friday, but go for that blessing of throats. Let's go now to Mike Roberts for today's weather. Today is the feast day of St. Blaise, bishop and martyr. Born in Armenia in the third century, he was the bishop of Sebast. In the year 313, the Edict of Milan was issued by Roman Emperor Constantine, suspending the persecution of Christians, but these persecutions did not immediately end everywhere, certainly not in Sebast. Blaise was forced from his seat as bishop and had to flee into the hill country to avoid being killed for leading the Christian community. Finding safety and solitude in a cave, Blaise developed such a close relationship with the wild animals that they would come sit with him while he prayed. One day, a group of Roman hunters looking for wild animals to take to the amphitheater were surprised to find Blaise kneeling in prayer surrounded by wolves, lions, and bears. They arrested him and took him to prison. While Blaze was being held, a woman whose son had a chicken bone stuck in his throat came to him asking for help. Blaze prayed over the boy and immediately the bone was dislodged. Agricolus, the Roman governor, tried to get Blaze to sacrifice to pagan gods, but he refused to deny Jesus. As a result, he was severely tortured and then beheaded. Saint Blaze, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed and safe day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We are happy to be sitting down with Deacon James Keating, Professor of Spiritual Theology and a Formation Advisor at Kenrick Glennon Seminary in the Archdiocese of St. Louis to talk about prayer this morning on Roadmap to Heaven. Deacon Keating, it is so good to be with you today. Thank you. Good morning. So every day we are striving to become saints, and we're trying to do everything we can to grow in holiness. In fact, yesterday on the show we were talking about late-night holy hours as a great way of praying, but, you know, that's just one component. Um, We'd like to talk about prayer this morning because prayer really is a key for growing in holiness. We can't do it without prayer. Yeah, the the movement of prayer is actually the movement of salvation because if you stay in your relationship with God, then uh, you're assured— that you are communicating and having his love communicated to you uh, from the Savior. And so personal prayer sort of roots us in salvation. Now, of course, the sacraments are the ordinary ways that we stay in touch with the Lord and uh, we're purified and that we uh, keep moving forward toward him and away from sin. But personal prayer each day is sort of that um, subjective necessity that we, we must do if we are not to drift from God. And very much it's, it's like a marriage when a couple uh, makes time for each other each day and they actually secure that time and reverence it to sit and be together, to listen to each other's hearts, to have a real self-revelatory conversation, not just what the bills are or where we have to transport kids, but 
real conversations about what's happening in each other's hearts. That's the glue that keeps the marriage together. And that type of communication actually is the way that a couple internalizes each other in their hearts. And so each day that a couple makes time to really reveal themselves in that direction, they're securing their communion with each other. And that's exactly what's happening in prayer. We are securing the communion that God has offered to all of us. If we make that time and dedicate that uh, vulnerability each day of opening our hearts to God, and it becomes the glue, it's the adhesive to our relationship. And it's also the key to intimacy. And intimacy is just sort of the exchange of persons, one, one person into another's heart. And it's an internalization of a person. And that's why a lot of times when people are in love, they'll point to their heart or they'll, they'll, they'll um, you know, say, oh, I love you so deeply. Well, it's a way of saying that you have entered me and now you have been internalized in me. And that's the same is true with prayer. When we talk to God, the more we're honest with him, the more time we spend with him, the more vulnerable we are with him, uh, his presence deepens in us and we deepen in his sacred heart as well. I love the image uh, that you use of the married couple and growing in intimacy as we talk about prayer, because I think of the various things I have to tell my wife throughout the day. I I shouldn't say I have to, but it's a good idea to, like, good morning, uh, have a good day at work, I love you, welcome home, how was your day? All of those things that we incorporate into our discussion every day, I think of those somewhat like the rote prayers, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, the aspirations we can pray throughout the day. They're very good things to say. But if my conversation with my wife was limited to good morning, I love you, have a good day at work, we probably wouldn't grow in intimacy. I think back to a time when I was very frustrated going to the Adoration Chapel because I would go and I knew it was a good thing to make a holy hour. And then within three minutes, I would be lost not knowing what to do, not knowing how to pray. And then I took comfort in the words of the apostles when they said, Lord, teach us to pray. So with that in mind, for those that are saying, okay, I've got rote prayer down, but when it comes time to be quiet and when it comes time for that mental prayer, where can they start if they're if they're with the apostles saying, Lord, teach me to pray? Well, I would start with two things. The scripture, for one, just bring a little bit of scripture into your, your prayer there. Uh, read a line or two. And that gets the images uh, in your mind. It gives you something to look at, if you will. So you have the story of, uh, you know, Jesus walking on the water. And it gives you something to look at, to wonder, to behold, to watch. You want to see Jesus. So the reading of the scripture during prayer inflames the mind with images. The other image, of course, is always the crucifix. When you're in your holy hour and you're looking at the crucifix, you're, what you're looking at really is the inner life of God. God has revealed himself through the crucifix. What is the inner life of God? I am only thinking of you. I'm only thinking of you. That's, that's God's uh, stance toward us, if you will. That's his intention toward us. What's the intention of God? Well, the intention of God is I only think of you. I only give myself to you. That's all I'm doing all day long in the Trinity, if you will. The Father is giving himself to the Son. The Son is giving himself to the Father. The Spirit is being poured out upon the earth. And God is just kind of thinking of us all day. And we are beguiled by that truth. And we see all of that in the crucifix. Here is the God who puts us as his first interest. That in itself moves love from our heart into his heart. 
it moves us to love him by beholding the crucifix. And of course, then the crucifix attaches us to the mass where we are at Calvary and we are at the resurrection. So the, lit- the, uh, the scripture moves us to images of God. The images of God moves us to the most important image, his self-giving on the cross. And then that cross moves us to where we can actually touch salvation today, to the mass. Two things that we all have in our homes, a crucifix and the scriptures. And, and if we don't, we can go online and find a picture of a crucifix, or we can go online and find the, the scriptures. Although I would encourage you, if you don't have a Bible at home, go and get a Bible. And if you don't have a crucifix in your home, go and get a crucifix. Uh, but even when the weather is the worst, you can stay at home and meditate upon the cross in the scriptures. Well, Deacon, I want to thank you uh, for being with us this morning. And men, especially if you're listening right now, Deacon James Keating is one of the presenters for Catholic Men for Christ coming up on February 18th here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Um, For more information on that, visit archstl.org, and there'll be a link on the homepage for Catholic Men for Christ. You can go there. I know I'm very much looking forward to that day with you and uh, Marcel Lejeune and Hector Molina and Archbishop Rosansky. It promises to be a fantastic day. Thank you very much. It's good to be with you. You as well. Deacon, since we're talking about prayer, perhaps we should close with a prayer. Could I ask you to lead us in one? Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this ministry, Catholic Radio, that has been evangelizing and spreading your word for decades. We ask that more and more listeners open their hearts to receive the truth, perhaps the only truth they will hear this day through this radio station. Bless those who work for it and those who support it. And we ask this through the intercession of of St. Francis de Sales and all those patrons of communication. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We'd like to thank Deacon James Keating for being with us this morning. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. A prayer to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Our Lady of Guadalupe, mystical rose, make intercession for Holy Church. Protect the sovereign pontiff. Help all those who invoke you in their necessities. And since you are the ever-Virgin Mary and Mother of the true God, obtain for us from your most holy Son the grace of keeping our faith, of sweet hope in the midst of the bitterness of life, of burning charity, and the precious gift of final perseverance. Amen. Here's a real quick catechiz question for you. We were talking about prayer just now. What is the highest form of prayer? This should be an easy one. The highest form of prayer is, of course, the Holy Mass. It is uh, the, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our entire Christian life, and the Holy Mass is the highest form of prayer. Now, I want to be very clear about something that I, we were talking about with Deacon James Keating, and I, I feel like maybe I under... Uh, appreciated the importance of rote prayers, such as the Our Father, the Hail Mary, etc. These prayers are efficacious, and it is especially at the times when perhaps I don't feel like praying. And and we encourage you a lot on the show, and I have friends encourage me. It's not always about how you feel. It's about what you will to do. It's about the choices you make. Those rote prayers are incredibly good for me because there are times that maybe I'm just not feeling it, but I know I need to pray, and especially that daily rosary. Some days I am graced that I am so ready to pray that rosary. My heart, my mind, everything about me is attuned to the importance of praying that rosary. It enables me to really focus, to commune with our Lord, to commune with the Blessed Mother, to 
grow deeper in that intimate relationship with both of them. And then there are days where I have to remind myself, Adam, pray the rosary today. You have to pray it every day. The Blessed Mother asks you to. And I know that even on those days, it's not a wasted prayer because those words are efficacious. And some of the spiritual masters even talk about the grace of using that will to overcome the lack of desire of the the flesh or the spirit to say those prayers that just like uh, runners, you know, some days runners feel like going out for that training run. Other days they don't, but they know if they want to run the marathon, they have to train. If you and I want to run the spiritual race, we have to train. And that doesn't just mean one type of prayer or the other. It is a both and, and they are both efficacious, lest I was un clear about that. Let's go to Mike Roberts for one more check of the weather, then we'll have the daily dose of encouragement for you. We are wrapping up our week talking about Romans 5. 5, hope does not disappoint. And here with one more encouragement for us on the topic is Patty Schneier. Well, in our hope, St. Bernard of Clairvaux told us to trust in Mary. And he has a beautiful prayer. When we feel like we've lost hope, when we feel that we can't go on, this prayer is so beautiful. And here's what he said. If the winds of temptation blow, if you run against the reefs of temptation, look at the star, call on Mary. If the waves of pride, of ambition, or of envy are breaking over you, look at the star, call on Mary. If anger, greed, or impurity are violently shaking the ship of your soul, turn to Mary. If you are dismayed at the thought of your sins, confounded by the ugliness of your conscience, fearful at the idea of judgment, and you begin to sink into the bottomless abyss of sadness or despair, think about Mary. When in danger, anguish, or in doubt, think about Mary. Invoke Mary. Let Mary always be on your lips. May she never be absent from your heart. To obtain her help and intercession, always follow the example of her virtues. You will not go astray if you follow her. You will not despair if you call to her. You will not get lost if you think about her. If she is holding you by the hand, you will not fall. If she is protecting you, you have nothing to fear. You will not grow weary if she is your guide. You will reach port safely if she is looking after you. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful way of thinking about what we can do? Look to Mary, call on Mary from St. Bernard of Clairvaux. So this, to summarize this whole week, hope does not disappoint. Because why? The love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. We have the love of God. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Blessed Mother. Hope does not disappoint. Romans 5, 5. I hope that this has been an encouragement for you this week, that we've all memorized it and we've internalized it because God does not want us to be anxious or have despair about anything at all. Many of you have already been to Mass this morning. I always forget that when I say you're probably getting ready to go to 8 o'clock Mass. There are a lot of you that listen that go to 6.30 a.m. Mass. And I want to remind you, if you were just, uh, if you joined us late in the program, if you went to Mass today and you have not prayed your prayers in honor of the Sacred Heart and in reparation for sins against the Sacred Heart, you still have time. And then also, let's get ready for tomorrow, as we heard earlier on the show, first Saturday devotion. And you know what? Father did say something important in those remarks, that if you miss a Saturday, you have to start over again. But here's the one thing I don't want you to do. Don't beat yourself up. Just start over again. We were talking before the break about training. You know what? There are days that we train and we miss it. And, you know, we could say, well, I I missed a day, so let's just throw in the towel and stop. No, you just you get back up and you keep going. 
you know that that is the Christian life in many respects. We get back up and keep going. That's uh, it, there was a song we used to sing in high school youth group. It's kind of cliche, but it, it said the saints are just the sinners who fall down and get up. You know, and if that's what separates us from those who don't make it, you know, I want to be one of the ones that falls down and gets up because I know I'm going to fall down. I know I'm going to trip. I know I'm going to stumble and fall. I want to get up. Pray every day for that grace to get up, not just with the first Friday devotion, not just with the first Saturday devotion, but in all things, especially in the spiritual life, in striving to avoid the occasion of sin and to sin no more. We've been talking a lot over the past two days about firm purpose of amendment, and I always get really frustrated when my firm purpose of amendment, you know, whether it's a month later or two months later or three months later, all of a sudden gets overcome by temptation. And the devil doesn't want me to get up. He wants me to wallow in it and say, well, I failed. So I'm going to be a failure. I might as well resign myself to failure and not try. No, get up, go, make a good confession, start over again in all things. That's the lesson for us. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us this week on Roadmap to Heaven. Be sure to check out the podcast Redux version of the show. Share that with your friends, especially if you enjoyed today's segment on prayer. In the meantime, we're getting ready for next week. We're going to start off the week talking about the domestic church. That's right, the Ecclesia Domestica, the the church in our homes with our families. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. And as the Blessed Mother asks, pray your rosary today.